Oh, good afternoon and welcome to another In Conference with Michael Jackson right here on your favorite podcast platform. This is cliffcentral.com. He did it in his best James Earl Jones voice or whatever that was. This is the show where you get to meet the people that I'm lucky enough to meet on my travels around the planet. I'm a conference speaker. I've done two and a half thousand events globally. I've met some amazing people. What I've done isn't important. What's much more important is who they are and what they've done. And I meet some truly cool people. And when Gareth Cliff said, ah, come on down to Cliff Central, come and meet some real bloody experts and introduce them to us. I thought, wow, what a cool idea. So I always go and search out first and foremost, if I can, homegrown South African talent, people that I've seen on stage or introduced or worked around and really admired. And my guest today ticks all of those boxes. He describes himself as a corporate comedian. I mean, he's just a really funny guy in his own particular regard. His name is Al Prodgers. And if you've never come across Al before, wow, this guy just rocks my world. I love what he does. He's up early for the afternoon uh, at home on Skype in Joburg, building alterations, he tells me, going on all around him. But let's find out what's happening in the world of Al Prodgers and get you to meet the man himself, who I know quite well. Al, how are you, sir? Hello, Michael. Hello. Lovely to be on your show. Uh, thank you very much for inviting me. An absolute bloody pleasure, mate. An MC, a stand-up comedian, and a corporate comedian to boot. Where does all that come from? Well, uh, I trained as an actor, and then I moved into the creative side in corporate industrial theater, that sort of thing. And when you're doing a lot of industrial theater, a lot of corporate theater, you tend to get into a lot of improvisational situations just to get audiences of workers interested, involved, and that sort of thing. And the comedy was a natural outflow of that. Um, I really started to relish the challenges of corporate comedy, MC work, where, let's face it, they're not a paying audience. They're perhaps not the most enthusiastic people to be at your event. Mm. And so those constraints and and the way of customizing the work to make it unique for each different company or event to um, to add in the necessary messaging and all that sort of thing. Those were things that I really started to relish and moved away from the strict acting scripts and into a much more free flowing stand up comedy MC kind of role. It's interesting, Al, because um, on a previous show, I interviewed Conrad Koch, who went through an elite private boys' school. He went to university. He studied social anthropology, all of that kind of stuff. And his parents yes. were lawyers. And he went home one day and he said, look, I'm actually going to stick my hand up a puppet's backside for a living rather than anything really corporate. Uh-huh. Did, did you have a similar um, experience with your parents? I mean, you know, um, hey, mom and dad, I want to be an actor. And actually, I want to be a comedian. Well, um, I had, I think, just the opposite experience. Um, my father was a boilermaker. Um, I grew up in Goodwood, working class Cape Town. And when I said to my dad, I think I might want to study things like drama and acting, he sent me off to the army to go and discover what real work was about. Wow. Uh, there was no uh, – what I did was then in the army save up the money to pay for my own university. Um, and that's how I got through because there was no elite boys' school or anything like that. By the way, now um, you notice that uh, universities have gone from – 
centers of learning to centers of burning. Isn't that fun? Oh, um, dreadful, dreadful, dreadful. But I mean, it all went, I have to say, I support the Fees Must Fall campaign, but it all went south when UNISA joined in and started burning their own houses down. I think that's when it all went wrong. Awesome stuff. Now, the power of laughter is something that <laughs> you've really specialized in. It's a hell of a skill, Al Progers, isn't it, to make people laugh? Well, let's keep telling people that so that uh, we don't get too many competitors in the market. No, I think I just have to be the dumbest guy in the room. All I do is I come in and say to people, quite honestly, very often, I don't understand what they, what they do in detail, but here's my human perspective on what they do. And that tends to set up a nice human warm feeling in the room, uh, either as the MC. Sometimes these guys are so technically brilliant. I'm staring at their PowerPoint presentations like a Kardashian at a maths exam. I haven't got a clue what's going on, but I figure out um, how to talk to these people, how to incorporate maybe that messaging on a very simple level so that it sticks emotionally with the audience, not just on that intellectual level. And that's when it really cooks. You know what intrigues me is that I've seen you at some very, very high-level events. I've seen you hold the audience in the palm of your hand. They're, they're rolling on the floor by the time you finish with them. None of it is demeaning. It's all experiential comedia, uh, uh, comedic stuff, and I think that works really well. But what sure. you've just said kind of intrigues me because on your website, and I want people to go to your website and take a look after this interview, alprodgers, and I'll spell that for you later, .co.za uh, is where people can find you. You've yes. got referrals on there from clients. And what you've just said about you haven't got a cooking clue about what these people do. You've got a referral on your website, and I'm not even sure if it's real. It says, you were brilliant, you were awesome, and it is from, and I quote, the Hot Dip Galvanizers Association. Yes. Yes, and that must have been a tough gig. They are, once again, incredibly warm people. People who, in their job, have no, um, have no room for error. And they're very serious people. And they are people who, who build skyscrapers and do these incredible things. And yet when you get down, there are so many things that, that we share. You know, we all, for instance, um, have a love of our children. And, uh, you, you know, we learn more things from our children than we do from, from universities or from our job. Sure. You know, the old, uh, my wonderful experience is, um, you know, learning more from my kids. I realized, for instance, that although it says on the nappy six to 12 months, you have to change it more often than oh, that. <laughs> no, man. But the reason That's I bring, the, the reason I bring up the hot dip galvanizers association is, hey, you could have gone to your old man as a boilermaker and said, give us a bit of advice. But. Yes. I got a call a couple of years back in my career, and it was somebody saying to me, you know, would you be an MC? I mean, I'm mainly a speaker. I MC the odd event. Would you sure. be an MC for us? And we are from Kamasa. Kamasa was something like the Concrete Manufacturers Association of South Africa. And I said to them, sure. I mean, what are you doing? Is it an awards thing? What am I emceeing? And they went, no, no, no. Just turn up and do a few jokes about concrete. You'll be fine. And I thought to myself, oh, God, that's not what I do. You could do that brilliantly in your sleep, as well as a conference from Microsoft or um, anybody else that wanted one for you, I must add. But, I mean, do you get that a lot? Do you get people turning up and going, just tell us a few jokes about concrete or bricklaying and everything's going to be cool? Yes, you do get people asking. I, I get people asking me to customize, to interact with the people on a level that, that they're comfortable with. And I think that... Yes, the technology is, is really important or the specifics of their job is, is really important, but it's linking that 
to a um, again to the human level. For instance, yesterday morning, before breakfast, I was doing comedy to a group of people who are in the ICT industry, mm-hmm. and they have they were launching this supercomputer that has. Basically, it's got infinite memory. It can monitor everything in a city. It communicates when it wants to with emergency responders. It has instant response. And I walked up on stage and said, hey, I think I'm married to one of these. Oh, brilliant. That's, that's just the moment when people, when we realized that everybody is a person. Everybody had to struggle to get through traffic. That affected us all. And it's that kind of warm interaction that I try and do. As I say, I'm, the, I'm usually the dumbest guy in the room. And that frees everybody else up to have fun, to ask questions, and just opens up the flow of the room. The old classic question, though, is you're self-deprecating about it. I mean, do you get nervous before you go up on stage, Al? Yes, I do. I, I am very nervous. I'm terrified. I find I am sometimes, uh, you know, clients want to chat to you five minutes before you go on stage. That's generally when I'm hanging around at the back, just trying to focus. I think focus is very important because... It really is a high stakes situation. Maybe Michael, you and I do this several times a week or several times a month. Mm. And for us, it is part of what we do. And I'm really honored that people have the conference or the confidence to hand their conference over to me. But I never treat that lightly. I don't think that we have a right to treat that, that lightly. I get very nervous. I need to focus beforehand. And uh, that's what makes it very special. There's always that moment, you know, as the as the intro music kicks in, that I think to myself, what gives you the idea that you can actually do this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then sometimes you just, well, every time you step up on stage and the theater fairies take over and bing, it happens. And do you make a lot of use out of your industrial theater background and the improv stuff that comes through? Certainly the uh, improvised stuff, I find that by encouraging interaction, it really gets the energy going in the room. Uh, the theater side of it, not so much, except for when there is a technology crash and there are a thousand people and now the microphone is not working. And then you use that good old theater voice and you talk to all the people and you get through it while the while the techies press lots and lots of buttons like you've got in front of you right now yeah which is terrifying for me because i've got to drive my own show here at cliff central low budget bloody channel this one let me tell you but it, you know, <laughs> it's intriguing for me because conrad said you know he makes his living out of corporate space as well as running shows i mean sure. you're on comedy shows as well and you couldn't survive just by doing comedy gigs around the world we work in the corporate space um yes. because you need to i guess really to survive don't you well the money and the uh, the what it gives us is great, but I really do believe that I relish working in, in the corporate space. Those constraints, you know, I think comedy was funnier um, 30 years ago because you weren't able to say everything on television. And that's where you get that brilliant little bit of innuendo where you can just take things and make them a little bit naughty, for instance, mm. uh, where you can take things and just have a little bit of fun with it. And people in the corporate space are still in that situation. Um, and they still have to, let's say, be a bit restrained. And I think that when people are a bit more restrained, they're more open to comedy. My first comedy set, I wrote when I was actually working for the old SABC, well, not the old, mid-90s SABC. And um, you had to be very, very careful what you wrote in a script. 
And all this evil stuff started bubbling in my head. And I put it in a different word file and started writing. And that became my first comedy set. So I really do um, relish the, uh, the the corporate space. I don't think of it as a meal ticket to be able to do club gigs because I think often these days club gigs, although they're fun and it's great to let your hair down, um, there's a bit of a race to the bottom. Yeah. And, and are, I, are, are you a different character then at a club gig or a, a, a comedy roadshow kind of gig that's out of the corporate space? Do you allow yourself the freedom yes. to go a bit further? Yes, and often that's the necessity as an MC because remember, I'm often the MC. I'm coming back after all the other acts. Yeah. And just as in a corporate space, my job as the MC is to um, is to add energy in a in a club space. What you've got to do is create that transition from the one act to the other. And if you've had one of your early acts really head for the bottom, you've got to create the space as the MC for your next act so that your next act doesn't have to start at the bottom and dig, if you know what I mean. Wow, amazing. I mean, you know, you're incredibly busy, Al. I mean, you know, it must be a remarkable feeling for you when you sort of sit at home uh, of an afternoon like this, getting a call from Cliff Central, and they want to talk to you about your fame and fortune. You've done really well out of it. I mean, it, it must be a real buzz for you, yeah? It's an absolute buzz. It really is great to be able to do this. As I say, it's a privilege. And that's why I think which I know I've seen you because I've learned a lot from you, Michael. I've seen you make the client the star of the show. And that I think is so important because that's what I try to do. It doesn't matter. I don't want them to walk away going, wow, Al Prodgers was great at our event. I want them to remember the event. Um, and that I think is much more important. I think uh, that's terrific. I want them to remember your website. Where do they find you? Give us a, give us a heads up on that again. My website is lproges.co.za. They can get everything uh, there. Um, or they can uh, always uh, contact me via this fantastic speaker bureau called USB, which is uh, a great place to go and uh, shop for comedy and for MC. And uh, they can chat to the wonderful professionals there. Awesome. So Al Prodgers, it's P-R-O-D-G-E-R-S. Al, That's as right. in Alan, Al, alprodgers.co.za. Look yes, the man up. And if you're running a corporate event, I want people to hire you because I think you're one of the funniest people on the circuit. I admire you. I respect you enormously. I think you are the ultimate corporate comedian. That's very kind of you, Michael. Thank you. That's a great compliment coming from one as experienced and top of the game as you are. A real privilege to have you on the show, sir. And I know that we're going to bump into each other on the conference circuit shortly. So I won't say I hope to see you soon because I know that I will. And you've been, you've been listening to In Conference with Michael Jackson right here on cliffcentral.com with the caliber of guests that I bow down to myself as the host of this damn show. I love it. Join us every single podcast. Thank you from me. Thank you from Al Prodgers, my guest. And keep listening to cliffcentral.com. Cliff Central Revolution. I've got something important to tell you. Cliffcentral.com.